All right, Bill Leaders is in the studio. We're talking about his latest article in Isthmus, uh, GOP Prevails on GAB and Campaign Finance. So why don't you kind of set the scene for us, because these two kind of important pieces of legislation that have a lot to do with just how elections are, are administered and governed in the state, uh, they were passed in the Senate at like 2 in the morning on Saturday. So why don't you kind of uh, explain to us what, how the debate went down last Friday night into Saturday? Well, this whole thing is very rush-rush. These bills were first unveiled in early October, uh, and they were unveiled together. No one really expected that. They were passed by the State Assembly just two weeks uh, later, and then the State Senate took them up last Friday. Both bills were passed in a marathon session that went until 2.30 uh, in the morning. Uh, they do very fundamental things in terms of uh, changing how um, how the state governs political conduct. First of all, they get rid of the Government Accountability Board and create two new commissions, which uh, will be uh, mainly under partisan control. And they change the rules, they change the state's uh, campaign finance law. There's a, numerous changes that are made um, to that law, which will have the impact of increasing the amount of money that flows into the political process. So with the campaign finance bill, uh, I, Speaker Robin Voss, he's the he was sort of the main author on this, and he presented as like, hey, our campaign finance laws are severely out of date, and that there's been these recent court rulings that uh, it doesn't matter, like we we're doing this because we have to follow what the court decisions have said. Now, is that are, are are the court? Um, I guess what are the specific changes and. Um, are they influenced by recent court decisions? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was clear that the campaign finance law needed to be rewritten because of court decisions have uh, chipped away at it in in various um, ways over the years. They did have to, uh, to take a, a fresh run at this law. Uh, that doesn't mean they had to do all of the things uh, that they uh, ended up doing. I mean, this is a bill will double the uh, maximum allowable contribution of individuals to um, political candidates in the state of Wisconsin will raise the threshold for giving to a governor from $10,000, which it was, say, to 20000 and for other state constitutional offices. Now, think about that, just that for a minute. The uh, maximum amount that an individual can give to a presidential candidate for the United States is, uh, you know, $2,700 in the primary, $2,700 in the general, or $5,400 total. So the state of Wisconsin will allow nearly four times as much spending by an individual to a governor's campaign as the United States allows an individual to give for the president. That's just one prong of this thing. It also, you know, is completely silent, as they said, on imposing any sort of disclosure requirements on third-party groups that run ads in the um, in the lead up to an election, that's something that the Supreme Court, even in its Citizens United decision, was very clear in saying, uh, you can do this, you probably should do this, disclosure is good, we want more disclosure, go for disclosure. Well, Wisconsin doesn't ask any disclosure of these groups. Um, there are other uh, changes that will have you know impacts like that. Well, in, uh, in a Wisconsin Supreme Court decision regarding coordination between outside groups, now... If this bill is passed in the Senate next week, as it likely will, and Governor Walker signs in law, assembly, yeah, or assembly, excuse me, um, will be the first state in the nation that will legally allow this coordination. That's true. The uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court, in striking down 
the John Doe probe and in, in, um, in killing that probe uh, said there's nothing wrong with coordination. Well, no federal court has ever reached that ruling. It is an outlier decision, and it could yet be overturned, but the campaign finance law, as it's rewritten, will expressly allow coordination between candidate campaigns and these outside groups. Now, people will say that effectively destroys any limit on how much you can give, even the $20,000 limit, because say if someone comes along and says, well, you know, I can only give you $20,000, Governor, I really would like to support you more, the governor can say, well, by all means do give 200000 or $2 million to this outside group. My campaign is working with that group and planning our messaging with that group, and so it's just as good as giving it to me. So it will effectively uh, obviate, destroy any meaningful limits on the amount of money that an individual can give to a political uh, can campaign or candidate. Uh, does the campaign finance bill give more uh, power to uh, the leaders in, in the legislature like Robin Voss and Peter Barker? It does because it allows unlimited contributions by individuals to political parties and to the legislative committees which are controlled by the leaders of um, of. Um, the, the legislature. So they will be able to amass vast sums of money and then dole it out to individual candidates as they see fit. And their ability to dole it out to individual candidates, you get a lot, you get none, uh, is an incredible club in terms of maintaining discipline within their party. They can use uh, their control of those purse strings to increase their power, increase their control as leaders. And the campaign finance bill, uh, interesting that it was paired with the dismantling of the GAB and the creation of these new um, election and ethics commissions, because that's how they're administered, right, and how the law is enforced. So uh, how what are the changes to the Government Accountability Board? And, and what is the concern? I know that Republicans, they, they saw that John Doe probe, or John Doe 2 it was called, stopped by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. In that case, that made the coordination legal. So it's interesting how this all is tied together. But was there anything besides? that, that the Republicans were citing? Why would they need to get rid of the independent election board that was the GAB? Well, I think there were all kinds of, uh, of, of occasions where the uh, Government Accountability Board offended Republicans by investigating or uh, enforcing the law against re Republicans who, you know, the John Doe is the biggest one. I mean, because they did uh, authorize the investigation and the investigation was determined by the court to uh, be over something that was not illegal and the Republicans wanted a certain amount of of, of payback for that. They wanted to, to, to neuter the GAB because they were angry about that happening. I mean, they've even admitted that's, that's one of the things that motivated them. But they came up with a lot of other things about the failings of the GAB, how it didn't do this and it didn't do that. Uh, I just note in my piece and provide a link uh, online that the head of the GAB, Kevin Kennedy, issued a point-by-point -point rebuttal to a whole range of these criticisms. It's like a 10- or 12-page uh, document and just you know notes how the Republicans characterize the failings of the GAB and then provides additional information and perspective that shows that the criticisms really were, uh, were largely off-base. But those were the justification for guiding this agency. What Wisconsin is about to do is to return to a two- body system, one for ethics, one for elections, that is largely under Republican, or excuse me, partisan control. Uh, there'll be equal numbers of Republicans and Democrats who will be part of the uh, constituency of those groups, and they can offset each other. You know, the Democrats can stop Republicans from uh, allowing things to happen, the Republicans can stop Democrats. There are going to be a couple of judges uh, who are appointed, but they are also going to be nominated by partisans, and uh, that's only for the ethics body, not for the elections. 
so we're essentially returning to what was the old way of doing things. And the old way of doing things, which existed prior to 2008, was seen as one of the reasons Wisconsin had this, you know, this huge scandal, or uh, the caucus scandal, uh, you know, r- which occurred right under the noses of existing regulators. They just, uh, you know, let these things go by uh, for years until it blew up into a major scandal with criminal convictions and with lawmakers going to to jail and prison. So we've tried the uh, partisan model, and uh, we know that it leads to gridlock. We know that it leads to ineffective oversight, and that is the model to which the state is poised to return. And another aspect of just both these bills being passed um, is just kind of in the way it it was done. We had a number of uh, Democratic amendments that made some, you know, minor somewhat, but uh, some changes that didn't seem like poison pills necessarily, and we're trying to improve the legislation. Yeah, all the Democratic amendments were dead on arrival. They were argued briefly, and then they were struck down. Um, you know, it was really a, a exercise of raw political power that there was nothing that the Democrats could propose that would have been accepted by the Republicans. They were determined to do what they were going to do. Uh, there was uh, some... Uh, Hesitance, uh, hesitancy among some Republicans to embrace this change, which was stuffed into the campaign finance bill at the last minute uh, by uh, Speaker Robin Voss, which would eliminate the requirement that people who give money to political campaigns and candidates disclose where they work. Uh, that was stuffed in. Some Republicans said, I don't want that. I, I, I think that's good that we keep that disclosure. Uh, one Republican, uh, Rob Coles, actually voted against it in part because he didn't uh, he didn't like making uh, that change. But that change passed along with everything else. There's even language in the preamble or the declaration of purpose uh, for the campaign finance law, like the state recognizes that there's a compelling interest in monitoring and imposing reasonable limits on campaign spending and and language like that. All of that was stripped out. The Democrats tried to have that restored through an amendment. Again, all of these things were just clubbed down one after another. All right. Well, thank you, uh, everyone. There's a lot more details in Bill Leader's article in the latest edition of Isthmus. It's called GOP Prevails on GAB and Campaign Finance. Thank you, Bill, for stopping by and telling us all about it. Thank you.